Uh, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Normally Challenged. Uh, it's been about a week since I've been on board. Uh, just to share anything, just sort of been struggling myself, I suppose, to know what to say or how to feel about anything. Um, so uh, today's um, session is about something which I'm sort of experiencing now, which is like cabin fever. Um, once again, I want to point out that... Uh, Look, we're the lucky ones. This cabin fever, this is a bit of a first world problem. If the worst thing that we've got to put up with is being stuck in our house for a period of time, you know, uh, I think we're doing pretty well when there's a lot of people out there getting sick, uh, struggling, struggling to get in the hospital. So big shout out to doctors, nurses, everyone out there in the public doing the good stuff. Uh, brilliant work. But having said that, there's going to be a lot of us who are really going to be struggling at this point of time. Um, maybe not really having a, a great purpose or there's been a lot of change at the moment, uh, changing how we do our jobs, if we've still got a job, change who we can see, what we can do, when we can do it. Um, you notice uh, on Facebook, the internet, all over the place, people are, uh, joke about the idea that we're under communist rule uh, here in Australia, that uh, we're having all our rights taken away from us. Yeah, I, I don't uh, subscribe to that point of view. You know, the government's doing what they can. Uh, for the most part, I think, especially in Australia, our government's doing a pretty good job. I'm not a ScoMo fan. I don't vote for him. But at the same time, I think a lot of his policies he's brought in are great. Um, he's allowing even the states to stand up and do what they want to do. So I think for the most part, we're doing a great job. But as I've, um, as I've been talking uh, to my wife about, one of the things that really concerns me, uh, having worked with people on their mental health and addiction issues for many years and our teaching in it, this basic principles which I always put out there. So the concept of uh, uh, having good mental health. If we take away the concept of a diagnosis or anything like that, the whole concept of having good mental well-being, um, you can have a full-on diagnosis, but be mentally healthy. You know, in that you've got good social, you've got a good outlets, you've got good networks, um, you've got hobbies, you've got a purpose in life, um, you have structure to your life. All that uh, promotes a good uh, mental well-being. We're in a moment where all that's taken away. We can't see friends. Uh, we can't see family. Uh, we're sort of stuck by ourselves in uh, rooms, in houses. I'm lucky where I live. I've actually even been down the beach this morning. I love to surf. That's my outlet in life. But even I fear uh, that that's probably going to be taken away soon, which is a sacrifice, unfortunately, we've got to make. But I do, uh, I do try and work out how we as a society are going to get through this mentally um i was just going to have a chat in a minute about the whole idea of um uh if we look at a holistic approach like when i work with people for their own recoveries uh we look at like four domains the physical the emotional uh the social and the spiritual today uh in the world rightly so we're attacking the the the, the physical concept the medical concept which is um, we've got this disease that's out of control, so we've got to lock everything down because that will, that will solve the problem. When I say solve it, that's going to alleviate a lot of the problem, hopefully, hopefully stop a lot of people dying from a, a medical point of view. But what's going to be the flow-on effect from our uh, mental health? Uh, how do we cope? How do we keep going? Uh, so one of the concepts I always uh, like to have is the idea of hope. Hope is like you've got something to look forward to at the end of the tunnel. Uh, probably the struggle with this at the moment, some of you might find, is that 
what we don't know is the great unknown. It's how long is the piece of string at the moment? Um, is this going to be two months? Is it going to be four months? Is it going to be 12 months? Uh, we really don't know. We've got to find a way to work through this, but it is going to be a challenge. It is not something that we're just going to be able to do just whimsically and just go, yeah, oh, this will be all right. It's only a few months. We're going to be in lockdown for quite a while. So we need to actually make a conscious effort to, to work on ourselves. So like I said, if we look at the, the four domains, what can we look to take care of ourselves? Our physical well-being. How do we do this? Um, like I said, I talked about structure before. One thing that's been taken away from me, I use, I've got up at 4.26 every morning for the last two years to train, start training at five. Um, I know that's no longer there. We've moved to online. Online for me, being at home with a young kid doesn't work because I can't be noisy at five o'clock in the morning. So all of a sudden, without that structural routine, my daily gym workout, sometimes it happens it's never as hard as I used to do or it gets put off for a day so that's something I personally need to work on but we've got to be conscious of this looking at our physical health um, doing some exercise getting out when we can trying to eat as healthy as we possibly can um, avoid as I'm sitting here with a glass of wine my first glass of wine for the day um, got to be mindful of our um, drug and alcohol use just to get through what I'd consider Probably boredom, the whole idea of cabin fever is boredom. In our house, we've got myself, my wife, uh, my beautiful little girl, two and a half years old, but it does already, and we're only two weeks into it, it gets a bit groundhog dayish. It's like, how are we going to try and change up today? We've got puzzles, we've got games. Um, we still got to work. I got to remind myself that I'm one of the lucky ones. I still have a job. I work online now, all my classes have been turned online, but i got to remember, I've still got a job, so I requires that I need to put structure back into my life. Because um, my background is working a lot with drug and alcohol, I can see that's probably another issue which we're going to have to tackle at some stage, which is the reliance on, um, on alcohol and other substances, just at times to relieve the boredom, relieve that stress, as I've talked about in other um, sessions. Stress... The easiest uh, option for reducing stress is to go and have a drink. It's definitely not the best option, but it's the easiest one. So if we're using that every now and then, that's fine. But if we start to use that as our only coping mechanism, we have problems. Uh, so we need to have a look at all aspects of our, um, our physical health, including sleep. Once again, if we, uh, if we start uh, drinking a lot, wine's a bad one for it, it starts to disrupt our sleeping patterns, which means our body can't recover. Um, now we have a look at our, oh, some loud noise, our, our emotional um, well-being. This includes our self-confidence, our ability to uh, take care of ourselves and self-care. Uh, who out there is getting up every morning and still having a shower and getting dressed as if they're going to work? Probably not most people. Um, so it would be a healthy habit to get into. What do we do to maintain our happiness? Uh, my first cool thing I did the other day was um, I got involved with a Zoom. Our gym uh, put on a online yoga session. It was a Friday night session. They're like, feel free to have wine while we're doing it. So Harvest just rocked up just with wine, just sat there and watched why people did yoga. It was real fun. So that was really good. Uh, it was an improvement to our overall well-being for all of us, just to be able to have a chat and have a talk and talk about the world. Um, maintaining 
support systems in this era. Again, I've seen jokes about Zoom being the cause of uh, coronavirus, uh, just to the fact that I'd never heard of a Zoom meeting before. Now I do Zoom meetings nearly every day. So, but that is a way to maintain our social uh, network, to maintain good relationships. And I'm gonna, after we have a bit of a break in a second, I'm gonna have a just brief look at the concept of um, emotional well-being, uh, sorry, emotional intelligence. And then overall, when we look at our domains, our emotional health, this impacts greatly on our uh, mental well-being. Okay, we might just have a quick break now. And then after the break, we'll have a quick look at uh, emotional intelligence. Okay, uh, one of the keys to emotional intelligence is uh, having insight. But when it comes to our communication and our communication styles, uh, if we're going to be um, in the confines of, we're going to have one, two, maybe three, four other people in our house, we've got to understand we're all going to be going through times of stress. Uh, we're not going to have our own space or our own time to be it. So we need to understand our own communication styles. And this involves knowing how to communicate, not just blurting out whatever comes out of our mouth, but just knowing how to communicate, when to communicate, understanding what their, their emotional sort of uh, output of the other person is and where they're at, and whether it's important to actually have that communication and knowing what to communicate. Um, again, we're all gonna be stressed that we knew. So, Think of three uh, basic communication styles, assertive, aggressive, and passive-aggressive style. We want to be aiming for uh, the assertive model is what we want. So the passive-aggressive um, approach, if you find yourself doing these things, like being sarcastic, raising your voice, ignoring others, that's, you know, like ignoring their emotional needs or the physical needs or anything like that, that's all part of really bad um, communication style. And this is... The assumption that others know that how you're feeling you know some people say like sarcasm ah oh, yeah it's just me being trying to be funny i'll be sarcastic too but if the other person doesn't communicate at the same level you've got the risk of a uh, conflict coming on there especially when you're stuck in small areas uh the idea of aggressive communication uh quite often starts by saying you you have done this to me you are doing this it's a really, it's a bit of a put down, it's a word which we should try and take about it out of our vocabulary and that sort of concept. It puts the other person on the back foot and puts them, makes them feel defensive. So rather than that's aggressive style of communication, do it from a, an assorted, um, sorry, an assertive sort of approach, which is how does this make you feel? Like I feel frustrated because I'm sitting around the house all day and I'm not getting a break, I'm not getting what I want. I feel disrespected when you talk to me this way. But again, even that says you. So I feel disrespected um, when I feel like I'm not appreciated for doing something. I feel frustrated. I feel disappointed. So we should be using a lot more I words in our communication. This is with our partners and our loved ones and people we're going to be uh, with most of the time for the next few months. Um, now, the other domain, the social aspect of our world. Um, this has changed and this is probably the biggest one. I never realized I was a people person uh, until it works out that oh, I suppose I teach. I teach maybe 100, you know, 150 people a week. 
I'm talking to people non-stop. And then all of a sudden, I talk to my wife. I might talk to somebody on the phone here and there, but I'm not really communicating with the amount of people that I'm used to. So I'm finding that a bit of a struggle at the moment. So looking for ways to maintain that social outlet, whether this is, a, um, like I said, Zoom meetings, Skype meetings, Facebook, I'd like it to be a spoken word because Facebook, again, you're taking everything out of context. Uh, it's almost like the passive aggressive style use of sarcasm. You don't really know what people are saying there. Um, uh, we've got to look at the spiritual aspects of where we're at. Uh, how do people, anyone who might be a Christian person, how, they can't go to church anymore. So how do you express your faith? For me, my spirituality comes from the outdoors, the ocean, doing that sort of stuff. If that gets taken away, where does that leave me? So to maintain a sort of a spiritual awakening or a spiritual uh, belief system, uh, it's going to be tough and we need to be aware of that and try and uh, maintain that as much as possible. Um, so developing good coping strategies uh, includes things like setting your priorities or setting sort of a, a schedule to your day. Wake up, understand what it is that you need to do for the day. Don't just have vague plans and stay in your pyjamas all day, watch Netflix all day. Although I am going to watch Target King tonight, I'm going to binge on that. Ah, just a glass of wine. Oh, a sip of wine, sorry, not a glass. Um, understand what makes you feel stressed. This is life at the moment. Understand what it is. Where possible, get out. Give yourself space from your partner. Um, uh, understand that we quite often misinterpret stuff. This will come through our communication. I was just chatting to you before about. Um, we might misinterpret what our partners are saying, what our friends might be saying. And that comes from where we're at and what our own emotions are at that time. Uh, something my wife wanted me to talk about, and I'll do it another session, is the idea of um, judgment. Um, uh, we crossed paths with somebody the other day, put judgment on whether or not uh, kids should still be going to school or kids going to daycare. And it was different from our own. And for me, it didn't really bother me, but for my wife, I think it bothered her a lot more. And she felt like she was being judged. Um, I think in this time, there are no real judgments that we can have. Sometimes things are just what they, what they are, and we need to accept that. Um, see if we can slow down our lives a little bit. That's a good um, coping strategy. Um, understand your own tension, your own stress, and approach it with an open mind. Acceptance is something we've got to do. Accept that we're in this situation. Accept that it's going to be hard. And another coping strategy is going easy on ourselves. Just going, you know what, this is going to suck. Having a conversation with your partner and going, yeah, this is going to suck. We're probably going to have a few fights along the way. What strategies have we got to be able to work through those arguments and those fights? Um, try, if possible, to get in a habit of positive thinking. So the attitude of gratitude. Um, be positive for what we got have got. We, hopefully, one of the people I talked to, we are the ones who this present moment still have good health. We've got to have faith in our governments are actually acting in the most positive way um, possible. So attitude of gratitude. Think about what we have got, the goodness we've got, the world that we have lived in. And to the end of it, I think we're going to come out with a better world eventually. Um, 
So again, like I said, when I work with clients, a lot of things which I suggest to them to do, we actually cannot do anything at the moment. I'm just looking at some of my own notes, like spending time uh, with family and friends. We can't do that. Doing a physical exercise, we can do that. Pursuing hobbies and personal interests, great one, great coping strategy. Hopefully you're somebody who loves to read. I don't like reading. Um, but if you do, what a perfect time to do some reading. Uh, maybe learn to play the guitar, learn to do anything, uh, take up a new hobby whilst we've got the time in the isolation. Um, and practice a bit of mindfulness, a bit of meditation, find that spot in that space. So there are the positives, they're what we're going to do. I'm just going to finish on some unhealthy coping strategies we've got to be mindful of. Uh, abusing drugs or alcohol as I'm sitting here having a wine. You can see how easily that could slip into um, uh into a, a pattern in life at the moment. Um, ironically, another one I got here is a poor coping strategy, secluding ourselves away from the world. It's exactly what we're all being forced to do at the moment. So we've got to find a way to still embrace the world there. Uh, overworking and for working from home, we really got to have boundaries between what's work and what's personal life. Smoking, which I do, and gambling, compulsive uh, actions like that. All right, that's going to do it just for now, guys. Um, just wanted to just get some random thoughts out again. Cabin fever, we're all going to have it a little bit, unfortunately, at the moment. Understand it is what it is and find a, find a healthy way of working through it. Uh, be here for one another. You know, tough old world at the moment, but there are some great, amazing people out there doing some awesome stuff at the moment. So that's what we've got to have faith in. All right, cheers, guys. Stay, uh, stay safe and wash your hands. Uh, if you want to contact us, uh, the Normally Challenged Podcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Instagram, the Normally Challenged, or uh, Facebook as well. Thanks, guys.